world and welcome back to Photography 101 the podcast. I'm your host Hannah Grace and today I am sharing 10 things that I wish I knew before I started doing photography a bunch like when I was a beginner 10 things that I wish I knew and well I feel like I should say this before I'm recording so I'm actually in a new location recording today instead of being at my house I'm at a cabin so the sound might be better it might be worse I don't know yet but (laughs) yeah if you hear any random birds or waves crashing it's because I'm at a beach cottage beach cabin whatever so that's the reason for that um but here I guess I should just get into it here are 10 things I wish I knew before I oh my gosh 10 things I wish I knew when I was a beginner Okay, so the first thing that I wish I had known is that you have to get to know your camera beforehand. Whether it's a hand-me-down or a brand new camera that you got for Christmas, you need to know what all of the little buttons and levers do. Because I just learned what all of the knobs on my, um, I don't know what it's called, like the round thing on the top that changes the setting. Like, that's like action and live and then shutter priority and uh, aperture priority. I just learned what all those meant, and I've had this camera for, like, two years. So, that is the first thing. I just learned what Aperture was, like, a week ago. So, that definitely is up there on the list, is that you have to get to know your camera, so then you can use it in the best and most efficient way possible. Um, Yeah, it's really, like, you don't even have to, like, pay for, like, classes on it or anything, but, like, there are free YouTube videos. Just look up, like, look up on YouTube. Once you're done listening to this podcast episode, just your camera model. And I will bet to you, maybe not bet, but, like, I will predict the future that there will be at least five tutorial videos on how to use your camera, like, within the first page. So, just, I would say get to know your camera, because, obviously, if you're planning on doing actual photography... You'll also want to know, like, how your hand rests on the camera. Like, some people hold cameras differently, which I think is weird. But I, I mean, you do you, but, like, I think that's weird. Like, I personally, I just hold it, like, normally, and then I hold it by the lens. I'm getting way too into detail about how I hold my camera. But (laughs) you need to know how you work with your camera and how your camera works with you before you start doing anything, like, super professional. And... Yeah, that's number one. Okay, so number two is that you have to get to know your big goal. Why are you doing photography? What is it that you want to achieve in photography? So my personal example of a big goal is that eventually, one day, I want to get one of my nature photographs in a magazine. Like a nature or like a photography magazine. Now that's a pretty big goal, if I do say so myself. And then, this personally helps me reach all of my goals... And then you need to build little tiny goals underneath it. So, like, in order to get one of my photos in a magazine, I, I, one of my little goals is to reach a thousand followers on Instagram. Because the more followers I have, the more likely that when I reach out to companies, they'll reach back. They'll reach back out? I think that's, you reach out back? No, that's not it. But... (laughs) But you just need to know your big goal. 
are you were you taking family photos for relatives and then you became more interested in photography? Do you want to build a business? Do you want to um become a yearbook photographer? Like yearbook photos. Like what is your big goal? You need to know the reason to your rhyme. The rhyme to your reason? My teacher used to say that all the time. I'm not even sure if I used it correctly. But you just need to know that big goal so you can get all the little goals underneath it. And then eventually you can achieve that big goal. Okay, so number three is that this one, I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back. You do not need expensive equipment to take good photos. I have a camera from 2008, which was very expensive at the time. And it's probably really expensive to sell it now. But it it's not a newer camera. It's Again, it's from the 2000s. It's almost as old as I am. But it still takes, I, this is going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but it still takes pretty decent quality photos. It's just the sensor is a little worn down. So you do not need the most expensive or the newest equipment to take the best photos. And this is very unpopular because people are like, no, since I have the best equipment, I must be the best photographer out there. And it's like, that's not how it works. You can be a good photographer with a cam- with a film camera. Those are pretty old, I think. My sister used to use a film camera. But you do not need super expensive. You don't need the best brand. You don't need the most expensive brand. You do not need the newest brand in order to take good photos. Because the camera doesn't take the photos, the photographer does. You might take a photo with an expensive camera that might be overexposed. It might have the wrong composition. It... I'm trying to think of other things that can go wrong with the photo. It might be out of focus. If you don't, like, it all depends on the photographer and not the equipment. So you do not need expensive equipment to take good photos. And that was number three. Probably going to get some comments about that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so number four is that You can build your portfolio just by taking photos of family and friends. You don't need to always jump to booking or taking, like, free photo shoots for, like, I don't know, people that, like, ask for them. You can just take photos... Sorry, I had something in my throat. But you can just take photos of family and friends, and you'll be able to build up your portfolio pretty fast. You just need to make sure that's okay with them that you release it if you have an Instagram account or, like, if you have an Instagram account. (laughs) If you have, like, a Facebook page or anything, you just need to make sure that it's okay to release them first. But, yeah, just take photos of family and friends in order to build up portfolio and uh, practice. That's really, yeah, that's number four. (laughs) Okay, so number five, and this one's a big one, is that the photography community is so, so welcoming and supportive. The big idea, like, surrounding it, well, in most people's mind, is community over competition. So don't see your other photographers as competition. See them as a helping hand if you need it, or, like, your support system if you need it. And I think that that's really a big thing because some people, they're like, no, these people are just other photographers that my potential client could switch to. But you shouldn't be seeing them as that. You should be seeing them as, like, um, oh my gosh, I was about to use a phrase, like, um, 
oh my gosh, what was I, like, drawn from the same roots, almost, of, like, I know that's not the phrase, but, like, you're both in photography, you're both obviously trying to get bookings and clients, so you could just support each other, and that will make being in the photography community and just easier on everyone else. It will just make it so much better, it will make such a better experience, and it's just so important to remember these people are not your competition. They are potential, like, friends. You can make friends with these people. So, yeah, that's, like, it is so supportive. Like, oh my gosh, they're the best. They're the best. Number six is to not compare yourself to other photographers. Everybody has a different style and a different path, so just, like, trust the process. Because one person might have a different editing style they might have access to different softwares they might be using a different camera so do not do not compare yourself because it might deteriorate your mental health like a lot like if you're like looking at this other photographer's photos who have who's had eight years of practice and you're like why don't my photos look as good because you don't have eight years of practice you just need to honestly work and work and work and not compare yourself to other photographers, not compare your photos to other photos, your editing skills, your Photoshop skills, whatever. Just don't compare it. It makes everything so much harder on yourself, and it just makes it so much harder to then create your own style because you've been copying this other person and comparing it until you get their style. So eventually when it's time for you to branch out, and get your own style. It makes it 20 times harder. <laughs> okay, so number seven is to shoot every day you can, or just like as often as possible, just for practice. You could be taking photos of leaves, you could be taking photos of the ocean, you could be taking photos of the trees outside with snow. Like, just take photos for practice. I, like, even if they're, it's, like, not in a good setting, even if it's, like, in downtown when it's raining, that might actually look really pretty. That's a really bad example. Ah. Uh, even if it's, like, <laughs> um, trying to come up with a bad example. Even if it's, like, at an old playground. No, that also sounds good. I can't come up with a bad example, but, <laughs> like, just practice, even if the like setting is bad even if it might not look the best just practice so that you can get better and also so you can get adjusted to those different settings and uh, just try and shoot as often as possible because it makes everything so much easier like I try to take photos every day sometimes I don't but sometimes I take photos every day and it makes everything so much easier. You don't even have to transport these photos. You don't even have to keep these photos. Just sort of get used to all your settings on your camera and practice with those settings and use them. And yeah, that will make everything so much easier. Okay, so number eight is that you don't always need an idea for a photo shoot beforehand. Sometimes an idea will come with the moment. And I have a lot of examples of this because, so I was outside doing Harry Potter photo shoots and then my friends pulled up and I was like, yo, what's up? You want to do this? And they're like, 
Sure. So that's how I got all those Harry Potter photos. But while I was taking those photos, I had no clue what I was going to do with them. I had no clue what I was going to edit it like. I had no clue what the, like, what, uh, what the actual photos were going to look like. I had no clue what I was going to edit it color-wise, lighting-wise. Like, even what was coming out of the wands-wise, I had no clue. So sometimes it will just come with the moment. And even then, sometimes when I'm, like, doing a photo shoot with one of my friends, it's like, oh my gosh, I just came up with a great idea. Let's do it like, in the middle of taking photos, so, the truth is, if, like, if you're on that level of creativity, which I'm pretty sure that everybody is, but, like, like, somehow, but, like, if you're on that level of creativity with photography, then ideas will just come, like, spitting out of you, like, at the, like, speed of sound, it's crazy, my friends have told me that sometimes I just sound like a, um, human ATM machine when I'm just spitting out ideas for different photo shoots, and I have this face that I make. So sometimes ideas will just come to you in the moment. Sometimes you might be playing Animal Crossing. I'm obsessed with Animal Crossing lately. And you might come up with a photo shoot idea that has to do with shoes. I don't know. Whatever you take photos of, that's cool. But <laughs> you might come up with different ideas just doing something random. You might be watching the nature show and come up with a photo shoot around butterflies. Like, it will just come with you in the moment. <laughs> Number nine, and this one is so important, is to still prioritize other things. Don't make photography the center of everything because photography will always be there while other things may not. This applies to me a lot because I'm like my dad's in the military, we move around a lot, and if I just focus too much of my time on photography, suddenly when the end of our like stay comes up, we'll be moving to a completely different state. So I wouldn't have lived in the moment. I would have been, like, just editing photos the whole time in my cave that I call a bedroom. And you don't want that. You want to live in the moment and take that time to enjoy it or else you won't be able to. And you need to prioritize those other things. Like, sorry, thought I would have to hiccup, but I don't. But photography is really not the center of everything. I'm telling you it right now. Unless it is your professional job, which, go you. Like, it is not the center of everything. But photography will always be there when you need it the most. So sometimes you can just put down your camera, go outside for a little bit, and live in the moment. And then my last and final thing that I wish I knew, number 10, was to just have fun with it. Just because one photo didn't get as many likes as another does not mean the photo was bad. Because, to be honest, the Instagram algorithm is horrible. One of your photos might have just looked more appealing to Instagram, but that does not mean that the photo that didn't do as well is horrible. Because you just really need to have fun with it. Because photography is something where it's very like, hands-on, creativity-based. And just like with art, you shouldn't, like, uh, what's it called? You shouldn't, like, go hard on yourself because one of your paintings didn't look as good. Just the same way with photography. You didn't, you shouldn't, um, go hard on yourself just because one of your photos didn't do as good. Because, to be honest, they might just not have seen it. Like, so do not 
like go hard on yourself do not be hard on yourself about that and just have fun with photography because it is meant to like have fun with and if you do it like wisely then you will have so much fun with it and this is coming from me who used to take my photos super seriously and I was like no they need to come out perfect but they don't this is also coming from me who used to use visco filters on my photos which is fine but like you might want to invest in Lightroom because it's so it's so good. I'm going off topic. Um, but photography really is one of those things where you're just supposed to have fun with it. So just trust the process. Have fun with it. Don't worry about the likes or anything. It will, again, deteriorate your mental health. So have fun with photography because, you know, photography is great. And if you're just focusing on the analytics of it, then you won't enjoy it. Alright, so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Photography 101, the podcast with Hannah Grace. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at hannah.photography712 for all of the newest updates on the podcast and to see what my photography looks like. I will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye!